I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hello team, welcome back to the only show where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. I'm Scott Sweeney here with Ryan Mankner. Oh boy. He's got mank fever, <laughs> so does everybody else. How you doing, Hoops? What's happening? I mean, we are the turkey heads. I'd like to begin this week by shouting out our new Slovakian fan base. How about that? You sent, me an, you sent me an email that uh, yeah, this here program you're listening to is number 132 in the comedy category in the country of Slovakia. Which is, to me, about as good news as we've gotten. Yeah. Like... My friends and family listening, um, any type of, you know, feeling like this show matters. None of that has even come close to knocking on the door of being the number 132 comedy podcast <laughs> in Slovakia. Yeah, this is what I wanted. This is what I've been dreaming about. Like, Pretty much. How does this even work? Do they speak English in Slovakia? I do not believe so. Yeah. Like... I think that's the best part. <laughs> Are people maybe learning English through listening to us yammer about movies? I hope so. I hope that... Uh, Love that. I hope that our show is instrumental in the education of many, many young Slovakian boys. So yeah, our new fans, if you can understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, shoot us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Great success. Yes. I want to like learn Slovakian and like really... Go well, all in. I don't even know if that's the name of the language. Let me find I mean, out. it seems like it would be, but yeah, who knows? Slovak. Slovak, yeah, you got it. Ooh, hey now. Look at that. Hoops knows some stuff. Before we get too deep into the news, though, I just mm. wanted to play a quick thing from one of our sponsors. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. God, this is a fucking banger. Hey, uh, it's, oh, yep. Ooh. Ooh. Bit give up. Are we in the midst of a BGU? I, we might be. Our, um, I didn't want to trample this guy. This is important. Water country. <laughs> Water country in port. Oh. <laughs> this is the best ad oh, oh, they've God. ever received. Water Country in Portsmouth, New Hampshire is having a Black Friday sale. Hurry, mm. pay plans end soon. Summer will be here before you know it. Did yeah. you know that? It's on right around the corner. <laughs> knocking on the door for us. Especially Plan your summer early with season passes starting at six easy payments under $10. In this climate, everyone's just thinking about being at water country right now. Like, I don't get think, me in there. I don't think there's a better place to be than surrounded by strangers in a pool of filth yes. during the coronavirus. So everybody go out and get your installment plan passes to water country because $60 is a large fee. Beautiful. And I know that anybody out there could use a little help. No doubt. 
I mean, let's get right into the news. We got a lot this week. Ton of fucking news this week. Yeah, I have a lot here. An iCarly revival series is in the works. Miranda Cosgrove, who portrayed the titular character, iCarly. Didn't she have a bunch of photos of her clit that leaked out on the internet? Oh, that whole fapping <laughs> thing happened? Did she? I think so. Maybe that was her friend who got oh, involved. Oh, the blonde one. Jim, Gemma, 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 nope. I'm not sure. I don't think Jenna she's Kirkman, coming back. Yeah, Jenna. But the rest of the main cast is coming back for this big uh, revival series. No blonde girl? They don't mention her I'm here. I'm out. She's the whole show. Yeah, she was like the fun, sassy yeah. side. I bet she's hot now, too. Yeah. Who did this to us? That, um, you used to watch this program. Truly. I watched a lot of it, actually. And then when I got to rehab, it, it happened to be on one of the, they, we got the Disney Channel in the room. <laughs> and I would just sit there and watch iCarly and like try not to kill myself. And that was most of, most of my existence for like the first month of my second rehab. What a beautiful rehab watch. <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah. Like, I, I need the TV. It's uh, Hey it's guys, iCarly can time. you clear out? I got to watch a little iCarly. Yeah. It's the episode where she gets her head stuck in a toaster and then they make a website about it. It's like that scene in Good Time. It's like, I can put on anything I want. <laughs> I want to watch iCarly. <laughs> I almost just spit my drink into the laptop. He's back. We also got, I know you saw this. This will be a featured review in the coming weeks, no doubt. A Lifetime original mini-movie presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken oh. called A Recipe for Seduction, starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. There's the picture right there. Which, I mean, the spirit of Quibi lives on in this bit. <laughs> this seems like something that like was going to go to Quibi, but now... Wait, that- is it actually presented by KFC? Yes. It's just like, you know, a 15-minute, like, shitty joke of a commercial. No, this is real. I made the joke when I saw the poster that he looked like a Hispanic Colonel Sanders. I wrote it down proudly, thinking I was being hilarious. And (laughs) now you're telling me that it's a real thing and it's not a joke. Yes. Yeah, this is real content that premieres on Lifetime December 13th at noon. Like all uh, hot projects. Right in the meaty part of the day, right when you're definitely at work. A noon premiere. Imagine settling in for a noon. I guess Lifetime is all like the clams who don't do anything all day, right? They sit at home and yeah. fire up Quibi originals and just <laughs> drink hot chocolate and get even fatter. I Ugh. mean, that's the life. What a shit flick that probably is. Yeah. This, I don't even know if it'll be worth watching for the bit. It's something where it's like, it's funny they you made know. it. Looking at the poster, it's like, is this a 30 Rock bit or reality? I guess it's real. But I should read headlines better because, wow, that's bad, man. That's going to be so dumb. Uh, What's the concept? Like he eats the chicken and then falls in love with some woman who also eats the chicken. I think you're writing a better product than what will air on Lifetime Mm. December 13th at noon. But yeah, there's also been a lot of hubbub that HBO Max stuff we talked about last week where they announced they're putting their entire 2021 slate of feature films that were going to go to theaters onto their new service, HBO Max. There's been a lot of uh, ripple effects from that. Sure. The film production company Legendary sent a bunch of like legal letters. They're suing Warner Brothers because they... Foot a lot of the bill for Dune and Godzilla vs. Kong. 
And they're like, yeah, it's not going to make nearly as much money now right. that you're going to dump it on a streaming service. Dennis Villeneuve is not not pleased yeah. at all. He actually had a great quote. He was like, uh, where is it here? Streaming can produce great content, but not movies of Dune's scope and scale. Warner Brothers' decision means Dune won't have the chance to perform financially in order to be viable, and piracy will ultimately triumph. Warner Brothers might have just killed the Dune franchise. And he's like... Who cares? <laughs> Let's be honest. It's going to blow. I like Dennis, but like the original Dune, and I'm just, I'm not excited about it at all. You it's didn't like f- my Dune? Naomi Watts. I had a, a rousing take. Haven't you watched my confusing and pretentious masterclass where I teach you how to be weird on purpose? I actually have. Did you entire it? Not all of it, but I will. I was going to say, I might have to deactivate masterclass. But yeah, I'm a big Dennis Villeneuve guy. I I got a good feeling about Dune, but... I will definitely watch it with you, but I... You can I see know. why he's upset, and Christopher well, Nolan too, because they're like big screen guys. They make a movie that... They're all about like the scale. They're of old things. Hollywood guys, yeah. Christopher yeah. Nolan said that Warner Brothers, or I'm sorry, that HBO Max is by far the worst streaming service. I thought oh, yeah. that was the funniest quote of all of this. Yeah, he's not mincing words. No, I liked how everyone was on him for that, and then as like a peacemaking effort, he came out and said that he loves the Fast and Furious movies, particularly Tokyo Drift. And I was just like, he's back. He's. What does that have to do with anything? I mean. Good Are point. they Warner Brothers produced? I think that they didn't. They were unrelated. Tangentially, just, yeah. He was just like trying to say something nice about someone. I saw it as like a one-two. Mm. Like it's all connected. But yeah, Warner Brothers. A lot of people upset. They're gonna lose uh, some of their boys. Mm. The industry is very disrupted, as they say. Everyone's upset, except for the Turkey Boys. We get to watch some turkeys. I'm very interested in being able to watch things as easily as possible. So let's do it. Uh, we have a celebrity birthday this week. <laughs> oh, shit. Friend and producer of the show. Actually, I'm not sure you guys knew this, but uh, mm. Jay-Z is turning 51 this week. He's our producer. Well, he's our co-producer. It's Sam and then Jay-Z. He should start, like, auto-tuning just my vocals over okay. Only every the pod. stuff that you're saying? Yeah. Just to be, like, dope and hip. Is that I'm hip? not against it. Yeah, that's cool. Slovakian turkey heads, let me know. It is. The Slovakian turkey heads are beating their wives in unison <laughs> as we speak. Wow. wow, what, do you, wow. What, do you, what do we even know about Slovakia? Too little to even make a joke in this moment. <laughs> but yeah, the whose birthday is Jay-Z? Jay-Z, he is 51 years old. 50 years old. 51. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I hope him and Beyonce had a nice like dough fight where they just playfully they have like, so much fucking money through stacks of hundies at each other i like that for them me too did you see me that too, son. <laughs> me too son the star of friday uh, tommy tiny lister that's a shame died at the age of 62 years young <sighs> tiny lister's dead John Witherspoon's dead. Who's next? Don D.C. Curry. <laughs> oh. I can't take it anymore. All of these home runs just ending their careers so, so early. I mean, if Chris Tucker goes, then I'll just be inconsolable. Chris Tucker will definitely outlive his money. We can say that much. Mm. But yeah, this guy, he was in the Friday movies. He played Debo, for those of you that can't put a face to it. He was the big guy that, like, rides off on the little bike and it's funny because he's big 
Good stuff. Classic stuff. I actually truly love the Friday franchise, all of them. Yeah, and he's a great side. I feel like he was in some Wayans projects he's also. Funny, yeah. He's one of those guys where he's like a funnier uh, Terry Crews, dare I say. Are we eulogizing uh, Tiny Lister right now? We are, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty upset. I, when I, I read to... the headline, I didn't laugh. Typically, I laugh at dead celebrities, but for some reason, his big mug, I was just like, ah, come on. Man. I love that you laugh at literally everyone on Earth's death except for Tiny Lister. I've laughed at relatives' deaths. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma, if you're listening to this and in heaven, I was in laughing at your funeral because wow. I don't know how to process death and I was uncomfortable. And this my brother big. made a joke about my cousin being in a suit that was too big for him, and I just lost it. Super suit. This is big for you, getting worked up about Tiny Lister. I'm getting emotional, and I think a part of it is that I'm not on Lexapro anymore. Ooh. So it's like I'm, I'm feeling things again. The other day I found myself feeling empathy after I was a dickhead to somebody. And I was like, oh, that sh I shouldn't have said that. There you go. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Love it. Tiny yeah. Lister, this is uh, this episode is dedicated to you, Big King. It is. He played rest the, in power. He played the president in the Fifth Element. I don't know if you remember that, <laughs> which I think directly led to Coben Dallas multi pass. Yeah, it led to Obama. It gave people the idea of a black president well, being nothing better than the Fifth Element, leading to dozens and dozens and dozens of drone strikes. Terrific, fantastic. But yeah, rest in power, Tiny Lister. You'll be missed. Sleep well, King. We also got... This is huge. How about how this song is written about Eric Clapton's son falling out of a window? <laughs> I think everybody knows that. <laughs> I think that's like the most known thing on earth. One of my clients is like a really, really nice lady and she's a psychologist. And I posted that meme the other day of the kid hanging out of the window, like when Eric Clapton needs inspiration <laughs> for music and it's the kid falling to his death. Mm. And she goes, she just sent, oh my God. And I was like, did I offend her? And I was like, but it's kind of funny, right? And she goes, I laughed. And there I was you just go. Like, yes. That's all you need. Yeah, when they like, when you hold it back, and then they're just like, fuck, got me, fuck. Oh man, I need a laugh this week, like the Star Wars Boston laugh from last week. Ooh. If folks can remember that, the, the real heads know. Yeah. Maybe I mean, we the, get into some of that because that talk uh, about Star Wars. Well, that they announced a fucking fleet of new like Marvel and Star Wars shows at some sort of conference the other day. Basically anyone who's been a character in any Marvel or Star Wars movie like got their own show. We got uh, a new movie Lightyear starring Chris Evans as the voice of Bud, uh, Buzz Lightyear. That Tim Allen's really fired up. Uh -huh. That gig is gone. Chris Evans smarmy, treacly tweets the other day, like, oh, I couldn't even believe it when I heard it. Yeah, it's like... How do you send your dick out on the internet again, Chris? <laughs> yeah, him, like, yeah, being all coy. It's like, you clearly got this gig, like, two years ago. The movie seems like done-ish. I hope the movie sits in development hell for the next 19 years. This really made me laugh. He tweeted, just to be clear, this isn't Buzz Lightyear the toy. This is the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. <laughs> which is like the biggest O in history. It's just like, oh, that's why it's voiced by me, not Tim Allen. It's like a whole, we're inventing a Buzz Lightyear biopic out of whole cloth. It's just, 
It's really something. I I will see that movie, and I imagine it roaring out onto Disney Plus triumphantly. The only Buzz who needs an origin story is fucking Buzz from Home Alone, for my money. I'll give that a green light on Disney Plus. I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. (laughs) But yeah, and they announced they're going forward with Black Panther 2. And being written by written and directed by Ryan Coogler as they planned, and not recasting the character of Black Panther. Instead, they're just gonna what do they say? Explore the world of Wakanda and the rich characters introduced in the first film. So it'll be like a sidecar fest, with like his sister and a bunch of what have you. Will probably be like a, a bummer of a movie. That. <laughs> just seems like a bummer, like, oh, we have to go ahead and make this just because it'll probably make money even though the guy died and was the star of it. I don't know. It seems like a, a could ya. Are you? Th- I bet you wish that they recast Kanye West as the Black Panther. Would that have been fire? I can't really do a Kanye impression. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to hear you try. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to be the best Black Panther of all time. It's dope. <laughs> Loved it. That's a green light, folks. I'm a Trump guy now, and I ran for president, and I make no sense ever. (laughs) Just rambling on Joe Rogan. You got the role. You got it. But yeah, they also announced a zillion other things. A a Baby Groot series called I Am Groot. Is that Vin? That was my big question. Will Vin be involved? They didn't have his name attached to it, which made me a little worried. They might be... Recasting someone else to repeat the same three words over and over again. Imagine paying someone like $37 million just to say one or two words. Marvel did to Vin Diesel several times. They just wanted his name on the poster. They should have just paid him just to use his name on the poster. No one would have noticed if he was actually in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, and more shows like a Don Cheadle as War Machine show called Armor Wars. They're really just like, like, here you go. Here's a show. That's a show. I saw someone online. Had What'd the, you do today? <laughs> that's a show. Yeah, <laughs> that's a show. Someone online had the bid from Arrested Development where it's like, here's some money, go see a Star War. Oh, but they changed funny. it to, uh, here's some money, go make a Star War. <laughs> to like, And the caption was like, to every director in Hollywood, evidently. The guys who are capable of being very funny on Twitter, I am very envious. Being able to take 160 characters and spit out gold. Like mm. we spend two hours doing this every week and I can barely like, I'm like, is this good? Are people going to laugh? <laughs> is this I good? write down at least five or six jokes a week. And mm. I'm like, is this going to land? Are people going to laugh? Did that fall flat? And then it's like, I wait for like our few regular listeners to give me credit and then I feel good about myself. Yeah. People that can just fire off gems in yeah. that little format. Twitter's weird. I'll throw out something where I'm like, this is going to go viral, and it'll get like a like, and then I'll like fart out some stupid bit that'll like get a bunch of traction for some reason. That's, that makes sense. But yeah, and they announced like a dozen new Star Wars shows that I will unfortunately probably watch. Did you mention Hayden Christensen coming back? Hayden Christensen? Just. Yeah, he's coming back for that Obi-Wan show, and they got, Didn't like... He, wasn't he supposedly the worst character beyond Jar Jar Binks of all time? He's probably the most wooden of all right. the acting in the prequel tr- trilogy, which is filled with wooden acting, because they were just standing in, like, a green screen warehouse listening to George Lucas yammer about stuff. 
But yeah, there's so many new Star Wars shows. I can't believe one of them was not our pitch for a bean set Star Wars show, as we were talking about last week on the program, called uh, Shipping Up to Boba Fett's. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Should have briefed me. I <laughs> or like, I was imagining Ben Affleck Walking into like the alien bar, like so. This is a cantina bar. <laughs> I'm gonna go work some magic with my lightsaber. <laughs> can we recreate the magic of last week? I don't know if we can. We kid, can try though. Kid, I got a yellow and black lightsaber for the fucking Bruins, and it's fucking totally kid, dope. There's literally nothing I'd like more than watching the the bees getting drunk, yeah, and beating up my wife, kid. Me at like a space chalkboard, figuring out the equation to figure out lightsabers and the fucking emperor and the head coach of the Sox see it. And am I still talking? Kid. <laughs> Who is that, Terry Francona? Kid. I think that's like a decade old, but it, it's still tracks. Kid, Wade Boggs, Roger Clements, Terry Francona. <laughs> it's an older code, but it still checks out. It's like a very deep track Star Wars joke. Only for the true ends. Are we? Or is anyone who listens to us like a big Star Wars head? Fans, let us know. Brian, I bet is, isn't he? Brian. I feel like Brian is the Star Wars guy. He's in there. He's probably. Yeah, I think he's a Mandalorian. I pretended guy. to be a Star Wars guy for a while. Remember that bit? Yeah, you were undercover. I had everybody. I had everybody fooled last year. I watched all the Star Wars movies in a row. <laughs> what a caper. <laughs> it was like a 14-hour long bit just in watching time alone. Yeah. And then by the time I was done, I was like, I hate these fucking movies. I mean, and I'd spent like three weeks telling everybody how great they were. That sequel trilogy will do that to you. Those are some rough movies, especially that Rise of Skywalker. Probably Scotty's least favorite movie. I feel like it made like a trillion dollars too, and that just that's the part that I hate I hate the idea of and now it's probably never gonna happen again, but like these like nerdy festival kind of movies where it's just like nine hundred geeks like huzzah in the I'm theater. Her, I'm her, yes. I don't know why it angers me, but it angers me. Gives you focus. Spirit. Speaking of things that don't anger me, Ooh. Power Book of Ghosts is back from its mid-season hiatus. Uh, it is really, it came back guns blazing. I love the audacity that a show, or a star show, to even go on a mid-season break. Why, like they're the fucking Sopranos in yeah. the final season? Like, oh, you guys, needed a, you guys needed some time off? Yeah, that's amusing to me. How about like you're in the middle of a pandemic, just put those episodes out and let people watch them. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Just put up the storyboards. No one will even notice if it's not finished. They really won't. Just publish the Wikipedia episode spoilers and let everybody read their way through. Yeah. I'm enjoying it, though. It's bad, I know, but I love it. I don't care. I don't care. Nah, he don't care. Yeah, I never, I didn't get into it, but. No? I mean, I love, it's such a you show. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah, you need in. Did you see Emma Stone and Benny Safdie set to star in a Showtime series, The Curse, a new comedy that will explore how an alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on their problematic new HGTV show. Let's take a stand. And it will, it's created by Nathan Fielder and the Safdie brothers. And I guess Nathan Fielder will be on it too, in addition to Emma Stone and the other Safdie. And it's an A24 production. Yes. 
It's as if they just said, like, what are yeah. the things that Scott and Ryan really, really like? Let's cram them all together into one thing. This actually seems like such a home run. I'm worried it might be a trap. I was going to say, I'm, I'm worried <laughs> we're going to hate it. Something, yeah, something's going to go amiss. But finally, a Showtime show that you want to run for, like, 13 seasons. Like, Showtime gonna... is, re- is basically the place to be. I don't know if you're aware. But Showtime has really taken the world by storm over the last few years. <laughs> yes. Take a stand together. A truly shameless network, one might say. <laughs> Got me. Got me. I, I want to get this over with before I forget, but we got to head on down Ooh. to the sports corner. The corner? All right, men. Hmm. I hope you got your dick out already. You know the deal. <laughs> Welcome to Ryan's Sports Corner. In sports news, last weekend, there was a bit of a challenge that went down and how (laughs) Floyd Mayweather is going to be fighting Logan Paul on February 20th in an exhibition match. Oh. Floyd's record is 50-0 and Logan Paul's is 0-1. Damn. That being said, it's going to be an interesting bout. Mm. Also, somebody broke into Tom Brady's old house in Brookline. Same guy who broke into the Patriot place and stole a signed Tom Brady jersey. He's a homeless guy from Brockton named Zanini Sinius. That's it for, for me. Stay tuned to the Sports Corner. I'll see you next week. Whew. Wow. I went to go run and get one of my hard seltzers while you're doing the sports corner, which I thought would be a cool sports guy thing to do. I think so. He's in. Just having brews. Why don't you crack that open? Kid, I'd love to. But yeah, that's uh, that's some big news. Logan Paul's like the Vine guy cartoon character. Correct. He's fighting an actual boxing athlete. He will be fighting Floyd Mayweather. Sick. It's an exhibition fight, so it doesn't count towards Floyd's record of 50-0, and 0, which is a probably why he agreed to do it, because I mean... If he loses to Logan Paul, that's very humiliating. Mm. Like, he's had this happen. Like, like Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter, challenged him two, three years ago. And he, you know, it was a good fight, and he, but he won. Mm. And now it's, I think this is becoming the thing of, like, challenging Floyd Mayweather because they know he'll accept. Wow. But I'm going to watch it. I should have watched the Jake Paul match because that sounds like it was a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And I love, like, stunt kind of stuff like this that's sort of goofy. Yeah, don't most boxing matches end pretty quickly? This one will probably be over in, like, four seconds, right? I think it depends on the fighters and a lot of things. But in particular, this this one, I think Floyd Mayweather's kind of known for making fights last a really long time because he's not really, like, a knockout puncher. He just oh, yeah. you don't you can't hit him. Yeah, he like dances, he around. dances around. I've the actually seen and... some of his fights. Yeah. He's been he's such a guy. I've actually seen I watched yeah. one of them with Jack once and then I watched the other one with my family in the Cape once. Like I'm I'm kind of a Floyd Mayweather fan. There's actually a really not to like do a whole sports break that's not ironic, but we're, we're sports guys. I actually like boxing and I like boxing movies of all sports movies. They're my favorite. I do love boxing movies. They're awesome. Mm. And that being said, um Floyd has a I don't know if it's a 30 for 30 or it's just a flat out documentary about him. Kid. I think it's also on Showtime. Ooh. But it's just search search Showtime Floyd Mayweather. It's super interesting. He has the weirdest routine of anybody on earth. Yes. Like he literally like wakes up in the middle of the night to exercise and like has a masseuse come over and like give him massages at three in the morning. It's like very strange the way that he lives his life. 
Some of those 30 for 30s are actually really good, even though I'm not much of a sporto in actuality. Mm. I can't remember the one I saw. I saw one that like floored me. It was just a good doc. That, we you could know, dock right now if you're interested. Paradockers over here. <laughs> How about Always Sunny getting renewed for Oof. four more seasons on FX? Four more seasons. No distress signal had been sent. Talk about, like, I mean, I used to like that show, and all the people on it are funny. It's just gone too long. Shows shouldn't go as long as it's gone at this moment in time, they're going to do four more, which will bring it to 18 seasons, I believe. Yes, which, as you said last night, is what the longest yeah. live L- action show in history. Longest running live action sitcom ever. Great. Yeah. Something tells me that they will be a little bored doing this show, considering almost none of them have done anything else since. Like Ma- um, Mac, Rob McElhenney or Meckel, whatever the fuck his mm-hmm. name is, did that Raven's Claw Mythic Quest show for Apple TV, which is actually great if you can get past the title. Mm. But that's I can't think of anything like Caitlin Olsen or What's-His-Face have done. Charlie pops up in movies True. here and there. He did the Horrible Bosses franchise. And he did that other, like, the movie with Ice Cube where they're both teachers and they have to fight each other. Oh, yes. And Fist fight. He's Rid- just a dud. Rid- I, don't, I don't think Charlie Day is funny. And I know that's an extremely unpopular opinion, but... This fight's written by or co-written by Van Robichaux, friend of the show. Truly. Well, if he's a friend of the show, I'm I'm there. Yeah. But I don't like Charlie Day. I think Ice Cube is funnier than Charlie Day. Talk about guys who have one speed. Charlie Day is constantly just like, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. like always just like frantically. Yeah, I'm out. He's he's an exhausting character. I guess the sun will never set in Philadelphia. What do you think of that? He hated it. Fuck. But yeah, they also renewed uh, How To with John Wilson, that HBO show that I like a lot. I have given up on it. Put it in the shuts a couple weeks ago. When you're in like the right mood, give it another go. It's Nathan Fielder produced. He's our guy. He's It's a very fun, wacky, different kind of news show. I love Diane. <laughs> Diane. And according to Matthew Vaughn's production company... There are seven more Kingsman films, as well as a Kingsman TV series in the works. What? Which makes sense, because uh, it's not like they were already completely out of ideas in the second movie. Why not make seven more <laughs> in a TV show? Is that the movie with Colin Firth? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it, but... The first one's fun. Like I'm Sa- good. No Samuel thanks. L. Jackson's the bad guy. It's all wacky, but I mean, like, seven more movies? Like, what are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? Kingsman, calm down. And yeah, there's that prequel, The King's Man, that got shelved. It'll come out whenever, who knows? Doesn't look great. Ben Affleck and girlfriend Anna Darmus move in together? Huge news. And I'm moving in next to direct their sex tape. What do you think? Mm. I feel like that might be a letdown. You don't want to meet your heroes, as they say. Fuck. Watching Ben Affleck get in there, Powerful. I don't know. It might be upsetting. <clears throat> I mean, or we'd love it, and you'd want to, or you could join. Yeah. So let's be positive and think that you will join. Yeah, and we'll pitch in like the Bean Set Star Wars. It'll be all dope. I wish we could have recreated that as same as we did last week. I lost my thunder with it almost instantly. The fans loved it. What are you talking about? How about speaking of Ben Affleck? Uh, I guess friend of the show, Elon Musk. 
is moving to Texas, Ooh. following suit with Joe Rogan and I think a couple other low-level people. But that must be the new move. Moving I guess. To Texas. I mean, Austin's pretty cool, but I've never been. I hear good things. It's one of my favorite cities. I've been twice. I'd like to go and hang out at all the Richard Linklatery Austin nooks. He's like the king mm. of there. From the indie film scene, the guy who did Days Confused, Boyhood, people know him. That's uh, that's interesting. Is he still with Grimes? Yes, they had a baby. Oh they're, yeah, they they're did locked have... in. I think. Oh yes, they're dialed in. Power couple. I would say that's a power couple. She has some cuts. I tried listening to her latest album, Cutless. You know what Grimes song I like? I think Elon Musk sucked the cuts out of her. Think of that. It certainly does suck. <laughs> He's back. It's the second certainly does suck I've done in two weeks because that's a topical line. This is her best song, I think. This is Kill versus Maim from friend of the show Grimes. I actually like that song California. I think you like that. I do, yeah. Too. It's that's not a, in her top cuts though, which is odd. That's a peppy one. And speaking of Grimes, did you see that on that show, Last Man Standing, that Tim Allen show that somehow still exists and is in its like 11th actual season, is going to have a big, uh, big guest appearance in the new episode. Tim the Toolman Taylor is going to visit, uh, I guess Mike Baxter is his character's name on Last Man Standing. Good grunt. But yeah, as you see in the picture here, it's them meeting. And it's Great. Tim Allen meeting himself. And this is a huge television event. I imagine they'll both do the grunt at the same time. And that'll be a big laugh. Is ZTB going to come out and beat Ooh. his girlfriend in the middle of the show? Or yeah. <laughs> read enough promos or something? Something's going to be going down. Yeah, what about Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I heard he is actually in jail right now. Let's get them. Let's get Goth Mark. Convicted let's child get, molester. Let's get the whole team, even Jill. Fucking fucked up, upsetting Jill. We'll bring them all in. But yeah, the fact that Tim Allen's like, oh, no one's watching my show. Maybe if I bring back the tool man and do the grunt, people will watch this. And he's right. I'll like watch that scene at least, see yeah. what it's doing. I oh, The second you sent that article, I was like, I got to find that show and watch that, that episode, mm. the whole thing. I don't think it's premiered yet, but I mean, I got all eyes on couple other big news uh, this Hit week. Me. Howard Stern re-signed <laughs> for another five years, so that's awesome. Robin. I, I mean, as much as his, his show is not what it was when we loved it 10 years ago, yeah, it's still great. Remember like two re-signings ago? I remember being like legit on the edge of my seat. Like, if this fucking asshole doesn't re-sign, like, I'm ruined. Yeah. <laughs> this time I was just like, eh, if he does, that's nice. If not, whatever. Yeah, like I had a feeling he was coming back. Yeah. I don't love his show like I used to, but I do still listen to almost every episode like and enjoy it. Mm. It gives me comfort. Like, just, sure. I don't know. No, I get it. It's one of those shows. It's like I put it on on my way, and now that I have a commute to work, I'll pop it mm. on and yeah. enjoy. You know, it's nice. Mm. Nostalgic. It's his voice is soothing. Ooh. I wonder if anybody feels that way about our voices. There's no doubt. Probably not. Slovakia? Let us know. Everybody in Slovakia, chime in. Tap in, guys. And they made some more multiverse announcements. The Spider-Man stuff, 
They announced uh, Alfred Molina is coming back as Doc Ock, and they're bringing back Tobey Maguire, my girl Kirsten Dunst, Andrew Garfield, and Emma Stone, all reprising their Spider-Man characters in this new Spider-Man movie. How are they going to do that? I thought you were kidding when you said that the other day. It seems like it would be a joke. It's like, I've said this before, they already did the Spider-Verse movie, the animated one. Now you're just going to do that again, but have it be live action? Like, it seems like a waste of time, and... They're just like, oh, like, make a new movie. Don't, like, fucking just bring back all the old heroes and villains. I don't know. Yeah, what the fuck? They're, like, using everyone's nostalgia and just going to make, like, an overblown, ridiculous sequel that... They're just, yeah, they're just digging up every old thing that people used to enjoy. Yeah. That's substitute for new content. Because it is exciting when you see, like, oh, like, Alfred Molina's back? Like, he was great in Spider-Man 2. But then you imagine watching this new movie. It's like, I bet they'll ruin it. And it'll just be like shitty and upsetting. It'll just be like extended cameos. I don't know. Doesn't seem like the right move to me. Too many Spider-Men. What else you got? Um, Oh, one more piece of news on my end. Uh, Hit me. Industry, the new HBO Max show, has just been renewed for season two. Ooh. Which is great news because season one kind of ended with a fart, and I'm hoping that season two. I enjoyed this whole first season, so I'm hoping it comes back strong. That already ended. Yeah, I've, eight I've... episodes. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a full season. I they... think they do that right with a lot of the new shows. They're like, let's see how this does before we give them four more. They must have like dumped those like two at a time because I felt like that just premiered like two weeks ago. I think they did like one and then two and then six. Yeah. They did like the first two, one week, two weeks, and then they dumped the rest. Yeah. I will finish that. I think I only watched the first two episodes. It has some stuff. But I liked it. I think it's well shot. It's well done. It looks, I think it looks really cool. Hmm. I think I described it as like American Psycho without the killing. It's got like that kind of vibe, like business, workish, work. But. Um, Nicolas Cage to explore the origins of swear words like fuck and shit. Great. In a new Netflix series I saw that. called oh. History of Swear Words. Same. Which I'm embarrassed for Nicolas Cage reading something like this. Like Hollywood treats him like uh, a plaything for their meta duds. You like. Can never. <laughs> there he is. And I never would, Nick. Never. But Netflix never. would. They're fucking with you. Like this is, this show's just an excuse to hear Cage swear and his like over the top, like, oh, like I'm crazy, you got like it's an excuse for a show. It'll be terrible. I'm not into it. And yeah, there's like an education in expletives. Like there's no way this will be anything This sounds <sighs> That's like just a, dumb. It sounds like a quibby. Sounds like a motherfucking quibby, folks. Um, what else do we got here? That John Depp stuff. Do we want to talk about that? That's kind of gritty. Let's do it quick. We're John heavy. I would. I think it's important news, yeah. but with peace. peace I'm telling you this with peace, peace and love. Yeah, it's just more of the same. Like more accusations from both sides. I'm not a fan of the John Depp news just because it's so much hearsay, and it's just he said, she said, and exactly. there's really no way to prove anything. And they're just going to run around in circles forever. They both have mountains of cash to pay the attorneys forever. Mm. It's just like, can you just stop talking to each other, divide your assets and move on? Like stop trying to ruin the other person's career. Like John going out of his way to try to call up all the production companies and get her booted off of fucking 
I can imagine those phone calls of him like, I'm Johnny Depp. You must remove her from Aquaman. And they're like, John, uh, she's a big part of the movie and we don't even really know you and you turned us down on, I'm you know. Gr I'm Grindelwald for crying out loud, even though yeah. I just got fired. Him getting paid his entire $32 million paycheck for Oof. that movie, even though he doesn't have to do one day of work. What a dream. Because of his contract. Yeah, that's great, but it made me mad. It's like, do you have any idea how hard other actors have to work to make 10 percent if not less of that yeah it is like an upsetting just it makes money seem like not like oh yeah like we still got to give him all this for nothing just because of weirdness. i'm gonna get woke for a second here Ooh. imagine if johnny depp didn't get that money and it went to oh i don't know help prevent people from dying of the coronavirus wow. or perhaps keep small businesses open or oh i don't know tell him give restaurants a fucking fair shake Hey so now. that people can feed their fucking families. Instead, this guy Ooh. who's a, a, probably a drug addict, probably <laughs> abusive, no doubt. just sitting on his <laughs> island somewhere on a mountain of cash, like $400 million high. Mm. It just, shut up, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Fuck you. And fuck Amber Heard, too. Yeah. Fuck the both of them. Just was, put them into a boat, <laughs> push the boat out into the ocean, and just never talk to or see either of them again. Amber Heard has what? half a good role and Johnny Depp has maybe two tops yeah. like Donnie Brasco fear and loathing in Las Vegas Edward Scissorhands that's his list that's it I mean you forgot Mordecai I did that's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like to cover our tracks in this let's just say they're both probably complete pieces of shit and then we can just move on <laughs> and this couple more news items this is the most distressing headline I've seen in all of 2020. True Blood reboot in the works at HBO. Hank just fainted. He's on the floor. Suki. <laughs> you may not eat Suki. This is, I mean, a reboot of True Blood? Am I alive? Am I on Earth? It sucks that I watched so much of that show. Oh, yeah. I watched... I watched almost all of it. I, yeah, I, think, I gave up on like the last or second to last season. I, I was like really in there. I think I watched five of the seven seasons. But yeah, like when you're doing reboots, I can see when they do when it's a sure thing. But True Blood, it only ended like five years ago and went four seasons too long. Ryan Quantin or whatever his name is, is probably like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't worked in years. That guy, Alexander Skarsgård, is like, yeah, I'm not interested. Like, I have a I've, lot of other stuff going yeah. on. I've made it. I've pivoted out of this career. Stephen Moyer is just like, oh, I could really use another supporting, starring role. Yeah, that X-Men TV show <laughs> that nobody but Scott watched on Fox Joe got canceled. Joe Manganiello's just been doing sit-ups for the last decade. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm ready whenever you need me. Like, I can imagine someone in a pitch meeting, like, bringing this up as a joke. Like, how about we reboot True Blood? I don't see why not. And then everyone just went with it for some reason. God. <laughs> like. What an unnecessary show to bring back. Whew. It's makes me worry for TV at large. Mm. But oh well. I'm going to do bad Chris things Bauer. to you. Him as Machine in 8mm. Who's that again? Chris Bauer, the guy, the Diet Coke with Lime. That guy. Ooh. He's one of the, the HBO stable guys. Oh, yeah. They put him as a sidecar in almost every show they've ever made. What's he, he in? The Wire, this, Sopranos. He was in John from Cincinnati. 
those Johnson from Cincinnati surfboards that were like on eBay. We need those for down here. That would be perfect on the wall here. I'd have it like on the low part because we're doing, as we mentioned, the movie posters all around us. Mm. I also looked up how much it's going to cost me to do that the way that I want it to. It's going to be like a $3,000 project to do mm. it just right. I'll do it for $75. You're going to get all the posters and hang them up perfectly in frames. You can do it for $75 sold. I'll even give you $80. He's in. Deal? An OC 80 not Kid. the money. Kid. Because we're being set, guys. Sick. We got to do OCs. Kid, no fucking doubt. But yeah, and speaking of HBO shows, the you know that woman who was like drunkly yelling at someone in Senate a few weeks ago with Rudy Giuliani, that blonde woman? Oh, God, yeah. There, there was a big reveal. Everyone was talking about how she used to dance at a Sopranos-inspired strip club called <laughs> The Bada Bing. <laughs> it wasn't even, I thought that's that, I read that headline wrong. I thought it meant she was on the Sopranos, but mm. she just danced in a strip club that was Sopranos inspired. Yes, I wish David Chase, cool. I wish David Chase went after them and sued them for his intellectual property. Yeah. I just love the idea. This woman was like yelling at senators in a courthouse and seemed like very drunk. And then it's just... Like, stripper, oh. former stripper, aging, and now drinking yeah. too much? That doesn't add up. That doesn't sound like a logical progression. Conserve. What the fuck? You're going to get out of the Senate floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shredding your fucking shit around. Got a little gold heart on a chain. Like some fucking skifooza. See there, two widget drinking champagne <laughs> in your wheelchair. Tom, Tom, calm down, Tom. But yeah, that was just fucking ridiculous. That uh, I can't remember her name or anything, but she was a fucking cactus. Cat actor. What else do we have here? FX announced they're making an alien TV show, like based on the alien series Give of films. And that guy Noah Hawley, who does the Fargo shows Whom? and Legion, is going to do oh. it. Which, I don't know, could be good. Yeah, maybe. That was one of those shows they talked about, like, like, we're trying to crack the alien show. It's like, just do what they do in all the movies. Like, put a bunch of people on a spaceship and then introduce an alien. Like, sure. It seems like a no-brainer. Like, what's the holdup? But we'll watch that when it comes out. That might be all we have for news. Oh, also, that Elon Musk-wise, that SpaceX Starship test flight, that thing, like, blew up on the launch pad... And Tom Cruise no longer has my permission to film a movie in space with Elon Musk. Risky, yeah. If he's uh, if his fucking spaceships are blowing up. No matter what, though, he will always live on on my thigh. Yes, that's in true. In case you ever need a little cruise fix, just <laughs> pull up my pants and take a look. That's true. If he dies, he is immortalized on you. Shorts. Powerfully. Shots, shots, shots. You want to do some shots? Um, At this moment of time? The thing about that, though, I need you mm. to hit me with your best shot. I'd love to. My best shot this week is Mulan, baby. The original? No, the new one, which is new to Disney Plus without the, the $30 upcharge. How funny is that? If you waited a few weeks, you get it for, for free. People are probably kicking themselves. Especially after watching half of this, if I paid any amount of money to see it, I would be in a fucking tizzy because it's like all the other Disney live action remakes of their old animated movies. It's utterly lifeless, has no reason to exist. It 
It had like maybe 30 seconds of decent action in what I saw where like they were doing some martial arts stuff that reminded me of Hero or something. Mm. Where for like literal seconds, I'd be like, oh, that was kind of cool. But then it would be boring for like 20 minutes. And yeah, it was awful. Hated Mulan. But you can shut it for free on Disney Plus now. Is that all you shut? I also shut Habitual. Yes, so did I. That's unfortunately a local Bostonian built it or made it. Kid. Which was keeping me like on board for a lot of it. Like you recommended this. They shot it at some mental institution somewhere around here in Salem or something. They said it was in Salem, but I don't know that that's actually there. Yeah. But for a while, I was enjoying it like, oh, like, I tangentially know the people who made this. It was shot around here. Everyone has a bean set accent. But that wore off after a bit. Sure did. And a turkey revealed itself and couldn't be ignored. I was invested in this movie for, like, very small amount of time. I was like, okay, here we go. Like, this looks cool. They broke that cop's neck. And like, mm. you know, like you said, tangentially, we are connected to some of the, like Lucy was saying, like somehow one of the guys who directed it or something knew her through somebody, through somebody. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And we had it on and she was like, this is really bad. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking awful. Like, why am mm. I doing this? The part that sucks is I own it now. Mm. It was fourteen ninety nine on Amazon only. It was not on iTunes, which folks in the future, if it's only on Amazon, that kind of means that some turkeys put it together because Amazon will let anything get up there. That's true. You can upload like basically anything. We could put to- like a video of this show and get it up there. It's kind of like the YouTube of streaming services. We should do that so that I could log it on Letterboxd to give it a five-star review. I don't see why not. But yeah, I mean, fans know I love a bean set supernatural thriller more than most. And I, I couldn't get through this movie. The acting, bad acting is even more noticeable in horror movies because everyone's like screaming and like, you really have to like go for it. And the people in this are like, like fucking Charlene, I'm fucking dying over here. It was like, it was bad. It was like a Molly subplot where... <laughs> They they fucking kill this gritty drug dealer. God, it was it was something. And they're also doing this, like a bunch of weird editing and trying to do like audio jump scares. Did you see any of those when they're like going through the mental place and like this woman yes. keeps appearing and like they'd be like bah! with a noise, like worse than a, a jump scare in a major motion picture because it was shoddily done. But yeah, it was very bad. That was called Habitual. It's, as Ang mentioned, only on Amazon. And what else did I shut? I shut Shameless, the Showtime series, which uh, I just put it on to see how bad it had gotten. This is a show I used to watch and then like abandoned because it's just gone far, far too long. And I wanted to mention, I hate when the characters angrily talk to the camera and say like, what, you don't remember what happened last season or last week? Like that whole bit, I hate. They should be happy anyone's watching. They shouldn't be angrily. Starting the show with rudeness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out on that too. Stupid. It's awful. And... 
watching the show, I don't like William H. Macy anymore. I don't like him ever. He was okay on Boogie Nights and like maybe um, Magnolia. So it's like, okay, specifically with Paul Thomas Anderson, he's okay. Mm. And other than that, he sucks on this show. He's like rude and abrasive and loud and annoying. and just He's, he's the worst dude ever. Like they should have killed him off. I know he's like the whole show, I guess. But every time he's on screen, I'm just like, oh, this fucking dude, like shut up. Fucking sucks. And I also figured out the formula for the show. They start every episode of that show. A character wakes up, lights a ciggy. They talk about how they had sex the night before while making a disgusting meal. And then they outline. Or like a bad coffee. Yeah. It's always a bad coffee. I'm a like coffee guy. Like I do a good coffee every morning. Like we have a really nice machine and mm. I do like nice beans. I pay too much for it. It's like my thing. So when I watch them like with an instant, they even accentuated that bit with like the, he's like, where's all the Mr. Coffee? Yeah, they And did. she's like, oh, I, I threw it out. We have this now. And, he sh- and he's like, I'm a fucking caveman. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm Encino man. I don't even know how to use a French press. It's like, yeah. if you drink coffee at all, you know how to work that thing. Mm. And it's just like, and then he's like going to the coffee shop to get her a coffee and he doesn't want to spend the money on the good one. So he like takes some other guy's cup and like pours it out. And then mm. imagine like doing that to someone you love and like giving them a dirty cup with a stranger's spit all over it in the middle of the coronavirus and being like, here you go. Here's a dirty, disgusting cup because I wanted to save $2 because that's how little you mean to me. Yeah, it's so dumb. And yeah, like everything on this show. And yeah, they're always explaining like some unbelievably elaborate scheme that would Ugh. never work, but it ends up working in a quirky way because it's a TV show. That, the awful shoehorned coronavirus references, just like, oh yeah, like we got the Rona. And then like William H. Macy, of course, is a guy who's calling it a hoax. And yeah, so they, predictable. They so shoved in like, like that ugh. liberal anti-cop agenda with like uh, Liam or whatever his name is. Uh, Carl. Carl is in the police academy and it's like, the oh, the, the sergeant's telling him to beat up black people. It's like, I get it that like cops aren't everybody's favorite right now. I'm actually kind of out on them too. I think it's mm. a little silly. I'm definitely against police brutality. That being said, like leave it out of shameless. Leave it out of a weak 11th season failing Showtime show where the, the main character left and they're whimpering yeah. to the finish line out of defiance. That's the funniest part. I was watching the show. I was like, this has a sprawling ensemble cast. Like, who am I supposed to like out of this like sea of people? I don't think I like any of them. All those dumb <laughs> like, weed bits. Yeah. Like the little girls rolling joints. I don't, another thing I said to Lucy as we watched this, I don't need to be reminded of the coronavirus while I'm watching TV. Thank you. Theater of the mind. Like I want to fucking disconnect. I want to enjoy myself. The last thing I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and they're finally ending the show with like a, in its 11th or 12th season with like a a Corona centric season. Yeah. It's just like, get out of here. Who needs it? What are you doing? It's fucking outrageous. But yeah, Shameless is back if uh, if you watch that program. And I think that's all we shut this week. Oh, I also shut the horror movie Countdown, which is a basically a shitty version of Final Destination where like you download an app and it tells you when you're going to die and it always comes true and it's even worse than that sounds. It was horrible. Ugh. Hated everything about it. Ugh. Some, you got a lot of shuts this week. I'm happy. You got any more? I shut off Big Mouth season four, mm. which that show should have been gone a long time ago. 
I don't know how they made it past the first season. I'm tired of that program. I feel like for me. I feel like every episode is exactly the same. They're singing a song about sex. Who cares? It sucks. Yeah. Shut that off. Uh, the Euphoria special episode where it's the main character played by Zendaya just t- struggling with her addiction issues and some random man in a coffee shop. They're doing like a coffee and cigarettes, like single set kind of thing. Ooh. I was just super bored. Yeah. It was just them like Googling a bunch of AA references and spitting them all out into a script. <laughs> It was, ter- it was terrible. It was boring and stupid, and I didn't like it. Interesting. And then I shut off Mank, which is one of our featured reviews, I guess. And I think it's worth talking about because it's David Fincher and because it's brand new and it's on Netflix and it'll mm. probably win an Oscar. Yeah. But I was Especially bored this to tears. Mm. I shut it twice, actually. I shut it, and then I went back, and then I shut it again. Mank? Shut Mank. I did. Folks. I need a bit of a break Sounds good. Because my head is spinning and I want to eat something. Folks, we're going to watch something. I think we should watch that uh, Happy Death Day or whatever the fuck that movie is. That one that's written by Brett Easton Ellis and is directed by the guy who did River's Edge. I I think that's a funny combo. That is. I'm into it. I don't remember the name of it, but that's the the movie. It's in my queue. We're going to fire that or maybe something else or maybe both. And then we'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is friend of the show, S. Patty P. In this holiday season, I'm thankful for two things. Wearing shorts and listening to enough the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Shorts, shorts, shorts. Year round, uh, that man wears shorts, in fact. Yes, God love him. Um, we just watched a bad movie. Oof. A very bad movie called The Smiley, or just Smiley Face Killers. Bad title. Bad title. And we watched this because it was written by Brett Easton Ellis. Correct. Who of American Psycho fame and what's that other one you mentioned earlier? Less Than Zero and uh, a couple other like, you know. He wrote some good stuff in the 80s. Faggy LA movies. Yeah. (laughs) He's really lost his way as evidenced by this movie. This was like. The puppy who lost his way. (laughs) Miss Lippy's car. You get out there and you find that fucking dog. (laughs) Uh, I did not have high hopes for this movie, but it's new content. And I like Mm. Brett Easton Ellis' style, sort of, I guess, in the early 90s. Yeah. And I didn't know any of the actors, except, (laughs) I guess, Crispin Glover, who plays a murderer, which I wouldn't have noticed had you not told me. Yeah, I didn't notice that watching the movie. I got that when I was looking up stuff on the sidelines when I was bored to tears watching this turkey. This movie felt like an algorithm trying to make a Brett Easton Ellis movie. It had all this stuff like, like that. gay guys, LA, drugs, murder, but it, it Right, didn't... it had all the trimmings. It was very, like, in the beginning I was like, is this going to be jump scare heavy? Is this going to be, like, they just, they did a lot of assuming in this movie. They assumed that we cared about the main character they assumed that we were invested in his relationship with his girlfriend. Mm. I guess to read a summary, it's a handsome young soccer player, Jake Graham, who believes he is going insane. 
unable to shake the feeling of being stalked by something by someone. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. And yeah, Ooh, this is ah. this is a horror movie. There wasn't a <clears throat> moment of horror until None. 52 minutes into this movie. That was an hour and a half long. I time stamped it. Like yeah. what are you what are you doing? Like they, they uh This movie was languishing in its own snooziness, just like going on and on with there, nothing. Like give me something. This movie had an obit we discussed. Yeah. Um male or any main characters really. It's typically with men they do this. A bunch of male main characters, like the third, fourth, first, second, third leads, all looking exactly the same. There was yeah. like four <laughs> guys who were like, you know, five foot ten, brunette, in shape gay bait kind of guys. I just, I hate how Brett Easton Ellis has this whole sheen of everything. Because you could just tell he had his hands all over this. Like the scene where they had the main character in the van wearing nothing but duct tape. Mm. Just come on. Yeah, it was like, yeah, just him being like, I'm weird and gritty, don't you? (laughs) Can't you see that? Like American Psycho, to me, is one of the better written movies of our time. mm. And this is just... This was just dumb. I hated. It just wasn't good. I hated everything about it. Like it had nothing that I could glom onto and be like, nothing. oh, at least like this is going on. Like literally nothing. Like one of the most listless movies I've seen in years. Agreed. It was just like going on and on and on. Day and night she talks. Oof. Each word more useless than the next. So yeah, definitely don't watch Smiley Face Killers now on iTunes. Let's uh, talk about some other things we watched. The new movie Sound of Metal. I go to school and I whack. On Amazon Prime. You can watch it for for free if you got Prime. I loved it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I loved it. I did. Yeah, this is a movie about a guy who's in a metal band and he begins to lose his hearing and just like keeps playing through it because he doesn't grasp the seriousness of his situation. Making it worse and worse. Yes. And then he loses a little bit, and then he realizes he's basically deaf, and the girlfriend finds him like a deaf sanctuary to move to. Mm. And... Yeah, it's a good story yeah. about like addiction and like... I liked the, the, the dynamic between Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook. I mm. thought that was real. Like they were believable as a couple. I, I appreciated them and their chemistry. I actually really like her a lot, but in this movie, she had bleached eyebrows, and I found that very distracting. Lucy said the same thing. She was like, why did they bleach her eyebrows? That looks bad. No one would do that. And it, then I noticed at the end of the movie, they weren't bleached anymore. Ooh. Oh, yeah, when she was She got like, a haircut and like yeah. was just... I think they might have thought that would make it seem like she'd evolved too. It was very distracting. I like have someone, a reveal. Ooh. I felt myself getting a little emotional at the end when they were reunited and like his hearing was like kind of there. He's back. I felt a little something. That empathy sneaking in. I think I cried watching it. I mean, you crying at a movie is basically like, (laughs) you know, me not respecting myself. It's a dime a dozen. Yeah. But yeah, let's, let's get into the cry corner. Welcome, folks. Yeah, the, for me, like, Seeing someone in a movie realistically cry is usually enough to get me to cry. He has a scene where he like breaks down, and I think that's what got me. But uh, yeah, you get emotional in a lot of movies. Like mm. you probably have a good cry once a week. Yeah, that's probably fair. And I'm here to tell you that that's okay. Wow, that everybody hurts. Bro, I'm 
I'm welling up over here. It's hey, hey, hey. Look at me. Look at me. Bro, you're, do, you're doing a great job. Thanks, and I love bro. you. Bro, you're, I need, you're doing the best you can. I needed to hear this, bro. Thank you, bro. I just got chills. <laughs> we're having a moment. We got a little REM going. I was going to say, were they douche chills? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this movie sound. Oh, wait, we got a guest. Having emotions is a scam. <laughs> Alex, how are you, bud? I'm here to tell you that being emotional is a scam uh, set in fourth place by the U.S. government. Wow, I feared this. Is uh, You're merely a puppet of George Soros and the QAnon regime. Fuck. And uh, every time you cry, your tears are being used as thermite paint for the next 9-11. They're a false flag. It's a false flag operation. <laughs> the tears are making the frogs gay. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Your Alex Jones is better than mine. He's back. But yeah, this movie, very strong performance from Riz Ahmed. Yeah, he has chops. He goes from the dudsy villain in Venom to this. (laughs) Well, I forgot he was the villain in Venom. And it's reminiscent of the night of, like that kind of sprawling, you know, all over the place, anxiety provoking. He has a way about him. He feels He's very believable. believable. There it is. He's like bl- him and Nightcrawler as the uh, sidecar. Yeah, That's one of that his better dumb side roles. Side. Yeah. He's great. And this movie yeah. does a really good job of putting you in his shoes as he's losing his hearing. Like they do this like muffled sound like, thing. <laughs> yeah. Where it really drives home like, wow, that would fucking suck. <laughs> like and just showing how frustrating it would be. It's, uh, I am a little deaf in my right ear, so I found myself really identifying with this movie. Yeah, I feel like I'm also part of the deaf crew. Yeah, my ears ring a lot. Can I get in on this I too? I think we're all a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. This movie's basically about me, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I thought it was very, very strong. Although, thought it could have been a smidge shorter. If I it wanna. was too long. It took me three sittings to watch it. Yeah, I watched it in two. Well, I fell asleep. And then the next morning I woke up to try to finish it and I realized I gotta go to work. Hmm. So I fucking shut it again and then I came back and I finished the last piece like when I got home from work that night. It's like, like I've said a million times, you are not meant to watch a movie in sittings. Yeah. Ever. Like I liked this movie and I know I liked it, but it 100% didn't have the effect on me that it would have had I started it at 7 p.m. and finished it. That's part of why I like going to the movies is because you're forced to finish it. It's yes. like there's no options, there's no pause. Oh, you're not you forced, baby. You oh. can walk the <laughs> fuck out. Well, that's true, but you know what I mean. It's we like, may have caught on the line in a little bit. We can talk all about walking out. Eh. I don't know why I played a second REM song. It did not land. I was going to say, why is this happening? <laughs> but it's. Fine. I, I appreciate that you didn't acknowledge it. I was going. If you, were, I almost thought about playing it all the way through and then putting on like that, like. Oof, that one I don't love. No, you would have been uncomfortable with that. I might leave everybody hurts in the enough cue though, because that's funny. Yeah. I'll play. I'll hit that. I'll hit you with that again in like three weeks. I'm leaving shipping up to Boston in there too. Kid. Um. What else? Yeah, what else? So that's Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Yes, Check yes, it out. Yes. We also what else? Watched... Wait, I forgot something else on here. Ooh, hit me. Nah, never mind. That was it. The guy from De- De- Matu Amarik from Diving Bell and the Butterfly as uh, Olivia Cook's father. Or, yeah, at the end, the French guy. Yeah, he was working. I thought that was funny. I like that guy. 
Also, you said this movie had like the indiest ending ever. Yes. You're right. It might as well have just been written by like NYU film students who live, you know, paycheck to paycheck working at Starbucks. I got to do that thing I like where when I was watching it, I like to try to call like this movie's going to end right now. And I like nailed it like the exact second. It's such a it's a thing with indies. Mm. They like to end on a dime and leave you wondering what is anything. And we also watched a new movie called Black Bear, which you can rent on iTunes. With it's friend of the show, Aubrey Plaza. I thought it had a really cool titer, title sequence. Mm. And Christopher Abbott is one of our guys. Yeah, he's he played Marnie's boyfriend on Girls. He was in Possessor. Which he's, we talked about. I feel what, like he's having ago? something of a moment. He's like popping. Yeah, I feel he was like in he's, that It Comes at Night. He's got his claws in a few other, I think there's at least one or two other A24 productions. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's something right now. I feel like he's going to be the next guy. He's going to be the next someone to get cast in something big. Mm. He but, needs a superhero role just to totally yeah. derail his trajectory, like Robert Downey Jr. style. Yeah, he'll probably be the next Cyclops and just spend 10 years doing that. <clears throat> but yeah, there in this movie, they play... A filmmaker at a creative impasse seeks solace from her tumultuous past at a rural retreat, only to find that the woods summon her inner demons in intense and surprising ways. Ooh. Did you notice that Sarah Gadon from Enemy played uh-huh. the blonde girlfriend? I didn't, but I thought she was good. She was the girlfriend in Enemy as well. That's like her calling yeah. card, I guess. Playing the mysterious sure. sidecar lady friend. What up, Sarah? <laughs> But yeah, this movie, I went into it completely blind, which I always enjoy. So I was just watching it unfold like, ooh, what is this even going to be? And I enjoyed it Mm. overall. I thought it looked great, had a cool score, a good vibe, one might say. Mm. I like when they, like she's joining him at the writer's retreat. They don't know each other. But you can tell they're like into each other and his wife is all like mad at her. I love when in movies girls are like arguing over who's prettier. They're like, oh my God, you're so pretty. The other one's like, no, you are, you're prettier. No, you're the pretty one. Yeah, like they both hate each other and they're just like trying to have a a pretty off. I thought that was good, like realistic uh, side stuff. And yeah, this, without like getting into spoilies, this movie... Don't you dare. It kind of like... Don't I, you do this, Frankie! I was loving the first half, and then something happens, and then the movie's like different for the second yes. half. And I did not love the second half. I wrote down, the ending left me with nothing. And this got very confusing very fast. Yeah, like I was all in, and then once the movie like flipped the switch, I... Didn't know what was going on. I was literally posting photos, tagging Aubrey Plaza, saying how great it was on my Instagram. And then poof, out of nowhere, I was like, I hate this movie. Yeah, like what happened? I hate this. Yeah, it was. It was cool in the beginning. It was good enough in the beginning that I can say overall, I give it an okay. Yeah, like I don't like when movies, they give you like two options. It's like a sliding doors type thing where it's like, what really happened? It's like, don't. Don't do that. You tell me what happened. Like, give me one good story, not two, yeah, like, like half stories. This isn't season six of The Sopranos. Yeah. Like, give me something. Don't make me do the legwork. I'm working all day. I, don't, I want movies to be a nice, just 
sit back and coast with you telling me a fucking story. Yeah, like I'd probably like it if someone smarter explained it to me, but that shouldn't have to be. That's not a thing. Part that doesn't it. make a good. That's not a good movie when you need an, a like a fucking film student to break it down for you. Yeah. I hate my father. I hate my life, but I feel great, man. So overall, I'd say good, not great. How many bags of popcorn? I'd give it like a a lean six out of ten, mm. and say maybe wait for it to be free on one of the streams. Yeah, don't pay for it. It's yeah. worth watching on a free. Yeah. Um, we talked about Habitual. We talked about Shameless Season 11. We talked about Smiley Face Killers, Sound of Metal. I think we should probably dive into my least favorite movie of the week, Mank. Mank. And maybe, Ryan maybe we involve a special guest if yes. he's a bail. Let me see here. Give him a buzz. Right now, we're going to get David Fincher on the phone, actually. This is a pretty big get for the Enough podcast. I'm I'm excited about it. It took a lot of PR work, but we were able to track him down. David? Good evening. There he is. Ah, David Fincher, live on the air. (laughs) Cod, do you have mank fever? Uh, It's it's the movie of the year. Yeah, we have actually, I was tricking you guys. This is not David Fincher. This is friend of the show, Codpiece, Mike Connolly. Yes, we all watched Mank this week. And well, just, some of us watched all of it. I did not. I almost uh, did. I shut it twice, Cod. Just as a quick setup, this is a new movie well, from David it, Fincher. You're an he, animal. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a remarkable feature. Wow. <laughs> He's... Yeah, this is his first movie in six years. One of my favorite directors. I was very fired up for it. And it's also a movie about movies, one of my favorite subgenres. And I really didn't like this movie at all, really. I kind of hated it. Yeah, Cod, let's hear what did you like about it? That's the new segment on the show. What did you like about it? (laughs) Well, okay, obviously I'm joking a little bit, but I, I, I did enjoy it. I don't see how that's possible. Like I was yeah, it was bored. really dry. Doesn't it? Doesn't it scream though? Like Netflix, you know, after Mindhunter and everything, they're just like, "Here's some money, make whatever the fuck you want." Yeah, the movie. I don't know if you guys know this. The screenplay was written by David Fincher's father, and it's been like sitting around for decades, and no one wanted to make it. Netflix, I guess, was just like, <laughs> "Sure, here you go." Oh yeah, stuff on that shelf. Yeah. Netflix is basically like the fun new guy in town who's just shaking it up for the rest of the industry. Like I can imagine like Paramount Pictures is probably like, fuck you, Netflix. Don't keep doing this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's so like made in the same vein of a movie from the 40s. Like, you know, the, like the cuts, the music, like the transitions, even the way the characters were acting was like this weird old yeah. acting. Yeah, see? Hey, you got to love Mank. Mank's the guy. Exactly. But yeah, I'll give you I, that. I I'll give that. you that. I like that. It's just paying homage to that. I mean, it's stupid, sure, but like I thought it was gonna. Well. I thought they it was gonna well be more like better. visually impressive. Normally, his movies look like incredible. Like every shot is like something you'd put on the wall in your house. This yeah. movie was just boring looking, and not just well, because it's black it's and white. Hard. It's hard and black and white, right? Mm. That that's the one thing I would have said they could have done differently because Fincher's movies are so visually stunning. Yes. Mm. But yeah, this movie felt like it was fucking 39 hours long. I was like, by the end, I was just like, please end. Like, God damn it. Actually, you know what I was going to ask you guys about this? Mm. I, I had a feeling you might ask about this movie. 
isn't it kind of criminal that Fincher seems just tied in with Netflix? Yeah, something's going on there. Yeah. No, because clearly, obviously, they're paying him, and he clearly, you know, enjoys that. But like to get like a full theatrical, like big, you know, budget movie from him, I kind of want that. Yeah, and especially after like his last movie was Gone Girl in 2014. It's like we wait all this long for like this slog of a fucking love letter to your dad. Jesus Christ. Like, Gary Oldman, I thought, was decent and had a couple witty lines, but, oof. Yeah, but it was so he looks like shit, by the way. Itself, where it's like, oh, Citizen Kane isn't told linearly. Like, it's told, like, it, it, it goes around from time period to time period. And then Mank obviously does the same thing, except they had, they had title cards telling you that it was in the past or it was in the future, you know. Da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah, Mank. I can see that. Mank as a character, like, sucked. Like, he wasn't, like, charming or fun. I wasn't, like, yay mank at any point. I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. and, but Charles Dance. You got to love Charles Dance. He looked sickly. I do, was, we, do we have to love Charles Dance? I was I was he, worried for his health watching this movie. He, <laughs> he was good on Game of Thrones. Yes. I know Cod's a big throne head. <laughs> yeah. High fantasy trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about something we actually Go did like. And watch Lord of the Rings, eh? uh, I, I don't know if you're you know about this, but I'm into Warhammer now, and we're having a Warhammer <laughs> night. If you want to come 40K? by, oh. oh yeah, 40k, and then we play original as well. Wow. Oh, you? Yes. How about we talk you about Your Honor? Yeah, no, that's a good idea. We we all watched the new Showtime series Your premiere, Honor. Your Honor. This is going to be the show of the fucking year. This was good. Yeah. Like, it sets it up. Uh, Brian Cranston's like a high-powered, highfalutin judge. And his son gets into a car accident. And... I don't want to like give it all away. Well, that's in the trailer. That car accident was brutal. That's what sold me immediately. One of my, I recommended the show to one of my clients, and he said he was watching it with his girlfriend. And at the car accident scene, when he's giving him, it's in the, it's not in the trailer. I won't give that away. But there's a very gory scene, and he said his girlfriend made him shut it, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was funny. It was horrifying. Do you, know you know what I loved about that scene, though? It, it, it really felt like something that could happen to anybody. Yeah. Yes, like you could look like, away you know, and accidentally you know, hit somebody. somebody I could, like, God damn, he committed murder. But it's like, no, like I could have done that in high school. Like you could have done that, right? Yeah. If you think about the way that we used to drive when we were 17, we're very lucky that we did not have this type of an incident happen. Mm. I recall like intentionally running red lights in traffic and like just wild shit on purpose for no reason, just danger. So... You know, when I see it on film, it's this hit home for me. I was like, it. I felt something when I watched this, I which is great. Mm. And I must say, Brian Cranston wise, you think it'd be difficult for him to like just be a new character because everyone associates him with Walter White, Breaking Bad, right? But I, I bought him as this character because he's a good actor. Like I was immediately like, okay, I buy this judge. Like I'm, I'm in. Mm. Uh, some of us. Some of us bought him as LBJ in all the way. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were gonna say Trumbo there. <laughs> Trumbo. I, I do not like Trumbo. But I, I enjoyed all the way. Yes, you do. In my mind, you loved Trumbo very much. 
<laughs> Trumbo! Did you, guys, uh, did you guys know that uh, apparently Your Honor, it's actually like a remake of an Indian miniseries? Uh, I feel like that's, that's every show I did not know now. that, but okay. They're running out of like, ideas here in America. I, I didn't realize it until I looked it up on East IG. Indian or American Indian? That, uh, yeah. I feel like they do that with a lot of shows. You don't find out till it's over. It's like, oh yeah, this was based on a fucking Scandinavian. But yeah, this show, what else is going on in this show? Oh, there was like... There's a fun like mob angle. That guy Michael Stuhlbarg, who's one of my guys, plays a mobster and he's yeah. killing it. I think he. I love seeing him go from like the last thing I saw him in. I guess was probably uh, a quiet man or a, a serious a serious man. man rather. Yeah. 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 And I think he he it just like both he and Cranston both have a lot of range, and I love watching them both just going for it. Like they're both mm. like Emmy jockeying at this point. Like mm. for like best supporting and best actor without question. Yeah. Yeah. I like a show like this where you can tell they got two pros and it's like, all right, let's just let them yeah, earn their Emmys. I don't know about you guys too. I'm a pretty big stock owner of Hope Davis. Oh. Like, I have like oh. a lot of Hope Davis shares. <laughs> I'm never cashing them in. Huge, huge Hope Davis guy. She's all right. Was she on the show? I don't remember yeah, seeing her. She plays Michael Stuhlberg's wife. Wow. She must look different. I didn't even notice. She got that all was her. dolled up. Wow. Hope floats. <laughs> My goodness. She's had me since 03 with American Splendor, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, she's good. But yeah, I love watching a show where someone's in a lot of trouble and you can just like sit back and be like, ah, oh, it's awesome that this isn't me. <laughs> like, it's one of those shows. Scott, you know, it's also great, like the scene when he, he comes home after killing the kid, right? And like, he's like trying to wash his clothes and he's like screwing up completely. Yeah. And, and you're totally into it. We're like, ah, oh, dude, there's blood all over the, the, the fucking trash, man. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's like you're thinking that in your own mind. It's like, Jesus, I'd be doing this differently if I killed somebody. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end, it's like, oh, of course you left your inhaler that probably has your fucking name on it at the fucking gritty crime scene, setting up a whole slew of problems that this show will uh get into this is on showtime so we're big showtime heads here at the podcast and i honestly have very high hopes for this show i see it being like the show of the year i'm into it yeah i think it's going to be so, fucking somebody great at showtime. somebody at showtime looked at hbo and said like we have to have miniseries like that and it started i feel like with danamora and they're like we gotta we gotta knock it out of the park it's like we, get, we gotta bring our a game yeah, Showtime has stepped it up a lot in the last few I years. Yeah, I like that approach so much better. Instead of being like, "Oh, let's try to like get a show that'll go forever," like, no, let's concentrate on like making one good season yeah, or something. About, right? How about we get eight good episodes and see what happens after that? If it's killer, yes. we'll keep going. Don't just like sail some fucking you know message in a bottle out to sea yeah. and hope that people pick up on it. Agreed. But yeah, what yeah, else? Yeah. Although it, it also reminded me how frustrating it is with a, a, a network that releases their shows like weekly basis because I wanted so much more. I wanted like three episodes or something. I was hoping that there was at least two because they sometimes sneak out two. But it was just the one. It's on Showtime On Demand right now or streaming, whatever. And it's great. Mm. And Cod, while we got you, I know you've also been watching A Teacher on Hulu. Yeah, I, I, I Oh, A Teacher. Up, Funny you bring that up. Oof, maybe the most average show ever made, <laughs> but I'm also watching it. 
for reasons I, I, unknown. Uh, I'm signed up. I, I love Tamara. Wow, I'm more of a Rooney Mara guy, but I'm in on both. I like both. Although, like the whole thing she goes through in that show, but like I was a virgin till I was a senior in college. Like I'm not buying any of that. Like she's way too hot for any of this. Yeah, this is a show where like a teacher's having sex with her student, but it doesn't really like fucking. It doesn't like wow you because Kate Mara looks younger than she is, and the guy playing a high school kid looks older than he is so it just looks like a couple like having a relationship it's like what is this you stupid fucking bottle mouth cunt <laughs> it's fucking it's, it's such not good it's trash yeah I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's such an excuse for a show like and like that the, like the, the episode when like kate mara i'm spoiling this but nobody cares no, no one cares when people find out, she's like telling this colleague that she just started working with about like, yeah, she's having an affair and she talks about how much she loves the D yeah. and uh, it's a, it's a younger man. And she just like, like spills her guts out right away. And it's like, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. That, that... Mont- Monty's at home right now going, come on, man, <laughs> you're spoiling it. Yeah. That character seemed believable until she just like, got she had like a beer and then told her coworker that she's having sex with a student. It's like, oh, this is this makes sense. <sighs> Just opening the floodgates. Let's yeah. can we do the ninety? <clears throat> yeah, nineteen ninety eight movies. Cod, since this is episode ninety eight, Scott's idea was to do nine all the best movies of nineteen ninety eight. And I know you're not prepared, but I guarantee no, you can riff with us. I'll be prepared in a second. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to let the fans know. Just like 97, 98, another completely stacked year. First of all, we got the two um, meteor movies, Armageddon and Deep Impact, both 98. (laughs) Meteors! Armageddon's a masterpiece. We all know this. Uh, Goodwill Hunting came out in 1998. Kid. What do I even even have to fucking say about Goodwill Hunting? I didn't even add that to my list. What? Not on my list. The fuck, Eddie. It's over, it's over. Wow. Maybe a little bit, but it's a bean set classic. I definitely I like it, but I put 15 other movies on the list and not gone in 60 or gone in 60 seconds. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Something about Mary? On the list. Which is, I haven't seen it in a while, but I feel like it's probably aged well. It's got some, it's got the stuff. Yeah. Blade? <laughs> Daywalker. I missed, I missed Blade. I mean, I love that first blade. It's a great. Yeah, the first blade is awesome. I actually like all the, the the three blades. I like all three. Ooh, Trinity. Trinity was tough, yeah. but it's there. Okay, I respect it. I said, my. You want to know my top five? Hit me. I don't have them in order, but big, I think Big Lebowski's number one. Fair masterpiece. Buffalo six. <laughs> Buffalo sixty six. The um, what's his face? Um. How am I forgetting? Uh, Vincent Gallo movie with uh, I'm tired. Christina Ricci, Great Rushmore. Movie. Ooh, I didn't I didn't have that one. Dirty Work. Ooh, those are two great ones. And yeah. he got game. The Spike Lee joint. I know both of you guys love Spike Lee. <laughs> I mean, no one does a joint like him. Mm. One of the greats. Yeah. Also, Rush Hour came out in '98. Yeah, Rush Hour's on the list, definitely. R- Rush Hour, nothing to sneeze at. I kind of like that second one. Can't also. hardly wait. Ooh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Overrated, but I do like it. Enemy of the state. Ooh, Will American Smith? History X. You know, Pie. Pie. And Rounders. I also have... out of sight. I know Cod's a big out of sight guy. I think oh, Rounders might be the most overrated movie ever made. What do you think? 
I think that Rounders needs, I don't want a sequel and I don't want a reboot, but I wish they could have done it differently at a different time. Like they've talked about on rewatchables and a few other Rounders came out like at the worst possible time, Mm. like another like 18 months. And it would have been right in the in the pocket with that poker craze, and it would have the movie would have done huge numbers. I, I, I think I think every male goes through a point in their life when their friends are into poker. Mm. Yes, you know whether it's an hour, whether it's a month or a year, and, and then everybody's <laughs> like, "You ever seen fucking rounders? Yes, you fucking round. Holy shit!" There just aren't a lot of poker movies, and and I feel like that it just does that point. I, I'm kind of with Scott. It's not that good. Yeah, that's a good call. Like, there should be a better poker movie. Everyone's just like, you ever seen Rounders? It's like, yeah. Apparently, you guys have never seen 21. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, that's a blackjack movie. I'm, I'm a little amiss. You guys left out some real classics, though. What did we leave out? Well, I was about to broach uh, The Truman Show, which I think is my number one, oh, yeah. possibly tied with Big Lebowski. But The Truman Show, I mean, gets more, like, relevant and topical every year. One of the most original movies I've ever seen. I fucking love it. Big fan. I didn't hear. I didn't hear anybody mention Gods and Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gods and Monsters. Oh, Gods and Generals. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we must have missed that one. That Bill Condon historical classic. <laughs> I don't know how that slipped my mind. Gods and Monsters, not a Ah, shit. Fuck. Thought I, I had that. I mean, that, it established Kate Blanchett. Oh, that's true. Mm. She is chops. But yeah, 98. Like, 98 was a hot year. You're a Pleasantville guy, right? I'm at, I've actually never seen all of Pleasantville, oddly. It was fine. Meh. I remember what I did see if it bothered me for reasons I can't remember. But I mean, I like the idea of it. Like, it's black and white, becoming color. That's clever. You know, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm looking at a list of 98 movies and, and Private Ryan's on there. And that movie, Ooh, forgot that. Love that. You know what's strange about that movie? That movie has done things that a lot of movies don't do, but it really elevated itself more into like a depiction of history than a movie. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like it's something they show in high school. It's not something you just sit down and casually watch. Yeah. Yeah, like it's that well made and, uh, yeah. and strong. And yeah, that Fire movie Storm rocks. Also. Wait, what was the last one? Firestorm with Howie Long. Oh, Firestorm. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking I, didn't see that one. Jesus. I believe he tomahawked somebody in the forehead. I actually had a Firestorm movie poster in my room that I got for free at Buster. Whoa. That fucking rules. Yeah. I hope you I still, have, I still have, it. have that. I yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> just, have it, just have it up in my place. People come in. It's like, oh, Firestorm. Just Firestorm? <laughs> just Firestorm. Love it. Yeah, that doesn't even seem like a real movie. That seems like a fake Seinfeld movie, but it actually happened. <clears throat> it, it oddly enough, like um, if you remember the Mask of Zorro, which got nominated for like awards and like Golden Globes and stuff. Hmm. That's fucked up. Was that the first Zorro or was that the sequel? Um, it was the I think the first modern Zorro. Then after that, I I have no. I know. I know they made two with Antonio Banderas. It was like the Mask of Zorro and the Legend of Zorro. People say one of them's good. I don't know which one it is. I'm surprised he didn't hold on to that longer. Yeah, they could have milked a couple more out of that. And Hillary and Jackie. Oh, oh. I, I, all right, Cod. I think we got a uh, we got a <laughs> lot of going on here. I think we got to hang up. <laughs> Unless, although we should do 90 seconds of The Departed. 
Yes. Cod, would you like to watch 90 Seconds of The Departed with us? Uh, yeah. He's in. All right. Isn't that the only way to watch The Departed? Wow. If, if you watch The Departed in longer than 90 second increments, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You might lose your, your marbles. Here we are where Leo has just discovered the citizen's envelope. Oh. We're so close to the finish line here. Yeah, we are we are roaring through with 21 minutes left. Hi, Darlene. Now we got Matt Damon clicking away on the keyboard. This isn't a very hot 90, but it's an important 90. I know, this is like the most silent 90. Mm. Normally we can just coast here and let Martin Sheen speak for us, but not this time. He's dead. He got tossed off a roof. <laughs> Go back up. Yeah. That was some of the best theater moments of my entire life, listening to a theater full of people gasp at Martin Sheen. I know, I know you've already talked about this, but we just kept seeing it. Yeah. And, and not even all together, like separate dates, I guess, on the party. Yeah. Like, how did it hit for you that time? Like, was it a hot theater? How were the gasps? Oh shit, it's French the number one on a computer. Yeah, Matt Damon literally deleting DiCaprio's from existence. Like I he know. was like it was a Facebook account. I know. I'm not I'm not here for that, okay? I'm not here for I'm that. Not. I'm fucking being said. Listen, I've gotta give you something. Something I need you to keep from me. Everything's so much grittier when you're in Boston. And that's 90 seconds of the departed folks Oof. i wanted to thank our take a minute to thank our special special guest mike Connolly. it's been a heck of an appearance we always appreciate you here at the podcast and if you i'll give you a plug really quickly if you're looking for a new vehicle Ooh. head on down to planet jeep chrysler in franklin massachusetts and speak to mike he's the uh sales manager he'll take care of you he'll set you up with a good deal something that you will ride home in style you know Mr. Cream of the Road! Yeah. <laughs> Folks, that's enough. Have a goo. Cod, have a goo. Later. I don't know how to get off the phone with people. <laughs> that's yeah, why. Maybe I'll start doing the calls because you're too polite. I'll just do like the Howard, like hanging up on Marianne from Brooklyn with everybody. Yeah. We don't call that many people. Cod's good though. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for coming by, Cod. Thanks for coming by. That's Cod, Cod Peace. Um, what do you got? You got plugs? I mean, just follow the show. Send us an email, Enough the Podcast, on Instagram, Podcast Enough, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. Folks, have a goo. I'm uh, on Instagram at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R. I'm always, always welcoming new followers, so please become one of them. Um, from the bottom of my heart, each and every one of you, you're wonderful. Have a lovely weekend. And we're coming up on episode 99 next week. Wow. So if you have a hot movie from 1999 that you want us to really dig in on, maybe we'll even watch it. Mmm. How you doing? Send me a direct message on Instagram and we will line that up for you. Once again, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye, team. We love you.